0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Have you ever found yourself wrestling with the decision, should I be or should I become? Should I move from this position here and pursue my passions? Or should I remain? And work out the situations that I, I find myself in. Should I focus on family? Should I focus on career? Should I leave this job? Or should I stay? Should I go back to school? Or should I not? Save myself some, a few hundred thousand dollars maybe. Or should I pursue this relationship? Or not go after it? Which may avoid some heartache and pain. Could the deeper question, really, to all those questions I asked, do I want to be content here or do I want to change and go elsewhere? Is there time for one or the other to be or to become? Hmm. Let's talk about it on The Coach's Corner. Well, welcome to The Coach's Corner on the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where you can find, through good coaching, a friendly corner to rest, think, and engage the world better around you. We want to see you get that knockout of success. Fairly, I'm your host, Danley McIntosh, CEO of Renew IQ Consulting. Well, today on this podcast episode, we want to talk about to be or to become, balancing the tension of consistency and change, to be or to become, balancing the tension of consistency or change. The question I raised talked about the decisions. We make in life that force into one state or another. The decisions could lead to a holding pattern of rest and contentment or an upward climb of readjustment and change. Let's call the former state of contentment as being. And the latter state of change we would call becoming. We're constantly in this tension, absolutely constantly ebb and flowing in this tension. The difference in being mature. And not, I would say, is our ability to embrace this intention. This tension that we are able to feel comfortable in that discomfort. If you're following me. Not opt for only one side or the other. Either becoming or being or being or becoming. We hold both in place. In our fast-paced world... I've observed that there is a tension on being and becoming as a person. And we would many times fall on one side of the ledger or the other as people. But let me not get too quickly ahead of myself here. And let me kind of just back up here and give some some context here and, and what's going to underlie this conversation that we're having at this moment. Let me talk about, a little bit about being and becoming from a philosophical lens. In the world of philosophy... The study of existence or being is known as ontology. Ontology, O-N-T-O-L-O-G-Y, all right? And specifically, being is the essence of you as a person. It's static as what is, will be, will ever be. That was one philosophical perspective. The idea was coined by the ancient Greek philosopher Parmenides of Elia. Parmenides of Elia. And the thought was, like the shape of a circle, you are who you are and that can't be changed. You are like a resilient rock of personality and character. Very static. In contrast, becoming refers to the essence of you that is dynamic, fluid. What is will change. This idea contrasting of Parmenides was coined by the ancient Greek philosopher as well, Heraclitus of Ephesus. Heraclitus of Ephesus. And the thought by this philosopher compared to the other, his uh, counterpart, Parmenides, Heraclitus, he looked at this idea of becoming like the shape of a line. You are who you will be. You are like a rushing river of passions and dreams. Building on those sort of two perspectives, historically Western thought, these two philosophies were perceived to be opposite opposites in developing as a person. But if I can say experientially, there's a growing consensus in our postmodern thought that both are true. Both are needed in our in our human experience. Like a child who grows up into an adult, there are features that remain the same, such as our birthmarks and the shape of our noses, whereas other features can change like height and weight. (laughs) I wish I had a rain check on on the weight part as well. I mean, he's over in the age too. But those things change. There are some things that are fluid and other things are static. And using a a winter metaphor for maybe many children that would appreciate this, and and many of us that could appreciate it if we go back into our past, you think about the snowball. Here are the snowballs that we would use and throw it. Hopefully not anybody, but just throw it in the air. Probably not likely, but work with me here. So you have these snowballs. And as a child, if you lived in, in, in an environment where you had snow, and if you didn't, I hope you can... Indulge me a little bit here and imagine uh, that that child uh, can be content with the snowball as is and throw it. Or they can evolve the snowball by rolling it to become a a snowman. Yeah, do you get that imagery? It's a snowball or you can roll it to make it be a snowman. In one instance, the snowball is the the being and the snowman... Or snow person, to be inclusive would be the evolving, the evolving of the snowball. In that kind of simple example, I hope that gives you a sense of what we're talking about. And once we are consistent yet changing at the same time, we embody that tension. But what does that mean personally for us in our work experiences? Well, think about it in our looking at leadership and management development in our corporate workspaces. Leadership has a greater emphasis on becoming when you hear questions such as, what's the vision for this organization? Where are we going as a team? What's the outcome we're looking to achieve in a few years? These are all questions of becoming or a group of people. I would say management, however, has an emphasis on, on being more. And it can include questions such as, what's the mission for this organization? What are we doing as a team now? What's the output we're looking to achieve in a few days? We're kind of focusing on the now. This is not to say leadership and management are not related. Of course they are. Surely they are. There's enough evidence for that. So that is not my argument. However, it's this tension about being and becoming that we have to grapple with. How do we balance those the two. Is this a push for change or a push for consistency? The answer will determine how leadership and management will interact. And more importantly, how does it impact our people that are under our care? This means management can be a strategic means for leadership. And vice versa, leadership can be a strategic means for management. Either way, the tension is that we need consistency to create the change and change to create a consistency. Knowing where the tension lies will help our teams know we're aiming for either change or consistency. So, so important. And that trickle down to how we as people Look at our own career development. Being and becoming is critical for that career navigation and developing as a person in in light of the pressures of the organizations and the needs of the organizations and and the marketplace that we find ourselves in within this culture. The points in our careers where we must be can be called contentment and rest. And other times in our career, we must become. This is ambition and drive. Let me just again say that a little more slowly the points in our careers where we must be can be called contentment and rest at other times in our career we must become this is ambition and drive when we feel that we're not moving from being to becoming the resulting emotions can include anxiety frustration restlessness and even despair oh despair for not becoming who we feel we can be however When we can't move from becoming to being, we can become ungrateful, emotionally divided, and tired. I'm not talking physically tired, just tired within, sort of a soul tired. There's an insensitivity that builds as life whizzes us by. Similarly, we may experience despair for we're not being who we feel we need to be. Our career lives are about living in that tension, Figuring how to balance that flowing like a river while passing over rocks. Flowing like a river while passing over rocks. I must admit, I must admit, being and becoming, figuring out that balance, especially with career development, has put an enormous stress on people. Yeah. I I see in my, not only what I've went through in terms of switching multiple careers to, to keep up, but seeing others do the same. The difference with me, I figured out a bit on resilience and building that community of support. And that's going to be another t- podcast for a future engagement. But I just want to point out that I, I've been there and I'm now i still seeing the amor- enormous stress on people. Where we should rest. We have to continue to be, continue to be continue to be, and stretch to the near career, stretch to the next career, stretch to the next level. Just seeing that over and over makes me so tired. It may make you tired as well. You may feel absolutely exasperated. The reason is we're caught in the hamster wheel of progress that deadens our senses to know when to come off. We're not finding the balance. And our workplaces don't don't really help us in that matter. As much as our workplace can be a fulfilling place of learning and being and becoming, sometimes our workplaces can really truly upset the apple cart of balance. Yeah, it can. I find a challenge in our corporate world that we feel the need to become at all costs. That's the driving force above. Vision statements fill our company websites in galore. Strategic statements fill our every executive presentations. Targets fill our throughputs and dashboards. Performance reviews fill our calendars. It's no wonder. Oh my goodness. No wonder people are so stressed. Mental wellness is deteriorating left, right, and center. Becoming has taken over at the expense of being. We're human doings instead of being human beings. Let me repeat that. We're, we have become human doings and not be human beings. Modernism is the philosophy that fuels this becoming-ism, I like to call it. Becoming-ism has as has truly permeated. It's an endemic in itself. Let me not get too far. But define modernism for us. And, and I'm going to say this in a nutshell. and You're going to probably say you can. it's more than this and more than that. I, I get it. But I want to just keep it simple. Because you can always look up the philosophy and all its nuances. But in the context of what we're talking about. Modernism is having our lives shaped by the industries around us. So we become more compatible to our workplaces to do more. In other words, art mimics life. Life mimics art. And that art can be industry. And we become molded into that. See, our desire to control and manipulate our environment, which includes attempts to even colonize space, is all about this this becomingism this about a becoming at all costs. It's killing us, folks. It is. I don't know how to stop this hamster wheel or stop this high-moving, high-speed vehicle train. Because if you stop it too quickly, guess what? You're throwing everyone through the windshield. You're throwing everyone into chaos. Yet we need to figure out how to hit the brakes. We really do. Instead of having people molded within the frame of industries, we need our industries molded into the relationship with people, which speaks to more being, not the becoming-ism. Note, I didn't say becoming is bad. Becoming-ism, slavishly working towards this idea of more and become more is killing us. Sundar Pichai, CEO of Google and Alphabet, is leaning more and more into becomingism and modernism as he sees the profit margins decreasing in this tougher economic environment. Writer Jennifer Elias of CNBC in July 2022 captured the essence or spirit of what I'm sharing. She wrote in a piece about Pichai's recent town hall meeting with Google staff about his need and expectation of his staff to become more of what he and Google needs. Elias wrote, "In quote, I will love to get all your help. Pitch, I said, at Wednesday's all hands meeting, speaking to its more than 170,000 full-time employees. To that end, Pitch I introduced Simplicity Sprint initiative to crowdsource ideas for quicker product development. Sprint is a term often used in software development and by tech startups to denote short focus pushes toward a common goal. Pitch I said the company is opening the floor for employees to share their ideas through August 15th through an internal survey that asks if management can reach out if they have follow up questions. Is an attempt for the company to get better results faster, which I said during the meeting. The survey which was viewed by CNBC shows it may also be used to cut back in certain areas. Questions in the survey include, what would help you work with greater clarity and efficiency to serve our users and customers? Where should we remove speed bumps to get to better results faster How do we eliminate waste and stay entrepreneurial and focus as we grow? End quote. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Pitchai needs his his employees to become more innovative, which simply means become more of a machine of efficiency. Now, I'm not saying Pitchai is the only one. But something for us to note, that Pichai among other leaders create this culture where staff can never be or rest in being, but only become more and more. Of course, Pichai and leaders who operate Fortune 500 companies, when they stress this becomingism, other companies will do the same. Wrecking the balance between being and becoming for their staff, where they cannot keep up with becoming while the stress of rapid and constant change is wrecking their being. We're seeing business and corporations do more to add to the stress because modernism is killing their staff. We're seeing business and corporations doing more to alleviate the stress. Helping staff to be because they're recognizing modernism is killing their staff with the pace of change. Our economy pays the price as these men and women and even now our young children are now out of commission and look what it does to our health care. We do need more of our civics spiritual and education communities to come together collectively or in concert and synergy of, of an ethos that says enough. We need to help our people balance this tension of consistency or change. Balance is a consistency, change. Yeah, we do. We do. We need to help our young people Figure that out. We need to guide them. And when they're older, we need to help those who are are seasoned professionals to manage the pace, manage their pace of becoming, to be or to become, balancing this tension of consistent change. We need more organizations. We need more communities. We need more people to understand this delicate balance and be able to communicate and teach those habits of balance. So this leads me to the corner tips, developing habits of balance up for being and becoming, balancing that. How do we lead and manage who we are beyond the office? How do we develop our best selves to be consistent and changing at the same time, knowing this is what our culture requires of us without necessarily being us wrapped up in becomingism, which is stressing and killing us. Emotionally, physically, and even spiritually. Yeah, I don't have all the answers. I don't, but I'm going to pose these questions and pull some some things to consider to deal with this rate of change. So, a couple things you wanted to know, a couple ways we could look at it would be leaning on self care and mentorship. Self care and becoming would look like volunteering or mentoring inside or outside work. Going back to school, finding mentors who are becoming and are reading good biographies of becoming. We we do need these models. We absolutely need these models of becoming. These individuals who know, who didn't get caught up in the becomingism, but allow the flows, the currents of life, move them in the direction to healthy growth, a healthy pace of change. We got to be watching for those mentors, reading their their memoirs, their biographies, and just getting involved in things that helps us to regulate the change because sometimes we have no other outlets than work and we always feel like we need to be constantly going 100 miles per hour if we can find other things that are fulfilling and those volunteering endeavors are so needed to help regulate that pace and becoming. Now that's one perspective. What about self care and being? What would that look like? It, it could be vacationing or getting away from the city, making space on the calendar for doing nothing. Similarly, finding mentors who are being, who just, who <laughs> are just at rest, going to those spiritual community engagement or services or mass that allows you to be still, so, reading a good biographies of being. Any good mentor would be able to highlight those areas of being and becoming and it. I would encourage you to find those individuals who can provide that perspective for you. That accountability that we all need. Yeah, I'm not absolved. We all need it. And I do have mentors in a community that helps me to help regulate my speed. While I do the work on my own of building my resilience to figure out quickly I need to go. I have an amazing spouse, wife that, that helps me in that, and I help her too. We don't always get it right, but we figure it out. And our children, they remind us so well when to slow down when we're going too fast. See, Michelle Obama, who has been very helpful in, in Provides some perspective. In her book, Becoming, writes, For me, becoming isn't about arriving somewhere or achieving a certain aim. I see it as instead as forward motion, a means of evolving, a way to reach continuously toward a better self. The journey doesn't end. If this is so, then knowing who you are and knowing who you will be is critical to discern between the two, or recognize to what degree you're being or becoming. There's an ancient Near Eastern quote that says And I think it says as well, very aptly, there's a time for everything. There absolutely, there's a time for everything. There are times or seasons like fall for self-reflection, where we can discover the areas of consistency. And summers where we can find areas for change. And we're just in the motion, in the movement. Finding that balance of the fall rest and the summer change. As we become better at being our best selves, we will become better at influencing, leading, and managing our teams, and even more importantly, leading and managing our lives at home with those we care about. And that's the corner tips on the be to become balancing the tension of consistency and change. Once again, I appreciate you following along with me on this podcast journey. I'm talking about some of the hard stuff in life and listening to me provide some advice as a good coach. Thank you again for listening to The Coach's Corner. And if you find this podcast meaningful and uplifting and inspiring and providing some perspective, you can follow along with me by just subscribing to my show. Please do that. Please subscribe to my show. And I look forward for you to follow along with me on this journey of being our best selves, that we can be our best selves for others. Again, please connect with me on LinkedIn through my profile or email me at hello at renewiq.ca. That's hello at renewiq.ca. That's H-E-L-L-O at renew, R-E-N-E-W-I-Q dot C-A. Hello at renewiq.ca. All right. That has been another podcast another podcast of the culture's corner where i bring your head heart and hands together so you can go out and fight to be your best self and help others do the same make it a great day in the Quarter's corner and we'll see you next time this has been a mission matters network production listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com